0: This is Ask the Expert with Ian Grant on News Talk 1010. Indeed it is. Good afternoon. Welcome in today on Ask the Expert, a company dedicated to helping personal injury victims and their families obtain compensation so that they can move forward with their lives could be your life after an accident. Jasmine Dea and company, personal injury lawyers, they pride themselves on treating their clients with the utmost professionalism, care, and respect to ensure an excellent client experience. And as a boutique law firm, and I'm going to find out more about this, they're able to provide a high attention to detail on each of their client's files that optimizes maximum recovery on every claim that they advance. Today on Ask the Expert, lawyer, author, mom... Jasmine Daya is here from Jasmine Daya and Company Personal Injury Lawyers. Welcome in. Great to have you here.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here I'm again. I'm
0: excited you're here too. We were supposed to do a show a couple of months ago and thank God Barb DiGiulio, there's a good question. Barb was in uh, filling in for me. Can I go after the parents that send their damn kids to school who are sick and they know they're sick, but they send them anyway and then all of a sudden our entire household comes down because, yeah, so because their parents are patient zero?
1: I'm not going to answer that because <laughs> I was probably one of one of those barrett. Oh, that's
0: funny. <laughs> Friday night, I was ready and looking forward to the show. Saturday morning, it just was not happening.
1: I will admit there's been a time or two during preschool (laughs) days where I'm like, oh, I I don't think you vomited. No, you're totally fine. fine. You're good, you're good. All
0: right, first of all, tell us a bit about your company. And as I said in the intro, how does dealing with a boutique law firm mean a more personal relationship? And and how does that help me maximize that claim?
1: We are not a volume-based law firm. We are a boutique firm, as you described, and that means that we are small in numbers. Uh, We look at each file and ensure that we're providing quality service to our clients. We'll do all the research that's necessary and get the file from beginning to end.
0: Jasmine, I understand what an employment lawyer does. I understand what a real estate lawyer does. Honestly, I'm not that clear on personal injury lawyers. And I get the impression that if I was to go to the corner of John and Queen there and ask people, I don't think they would be either.
1: I think that you are correct. I think there is a lot of misconception about what personal injury law is and what personal injury lawyers do. Unfortunately, it's hard to describe and and personal injury, it's odd. You don't really go around talking about to people in public at you know a cocktail party or with a group of friends about personal injuries yeah. that just doesn't happen the best way for me to define it in simple terms and maybe we can talk more about it personal injury involves representing individuals who are injured as a result of negligence of others
0: that's a really good way to put it. You know what? I mean, I also do the employment law show. One of the things that I've learned there is that people are really reluctant to go after what they deserve because they make it personal. Uh, you know, And I can imagine it's the same with personal injury where they didn't really mean to do that or it was an accident and I can see how it happened and they'll justify it 10 ways to Sunday. And they could be leaving a lot of money on the table, but they justify that in their mind as these are nice people or that's a nice company I probably should just leave things alone.
1: There is that thought, but I tell people a couple of things. First of all, is there insurance? Mm. If there is insurance, then you don't have to feel badly because if it's a neighbor issue, for example, or the school where a child was injured. Um, you don't have to feel badly that you're going after these people and their personal money. That's, what, that's why they have insurance. Um, the second thing is in claims where people are not just injured, but they, they have an income loss, meaning that's they've a sustained point. an injury, they can't work. Well, they've got, they've got rent or a mortgage. They've got car payments. They've got mouths to feed. So they need to sue. They need to be able to take care of themselves financially.
0: So walk through what happens then. If I believe that I may have a case, I phone your office, it's a free consultation for what I understand, and we get into a conversation over what happened, I'm guessing. Would you know fairly quickly whether or not there is a good case here or not?
1: If you were to call my office, I usually have someone that will take the call, not me, because I am usually at court or with clients during the day. Um, and at
0: night, you're this world's busiest person.
1: Yeah. Well, I also, I mean, I have legal drafting to do too. and I, <laughs> Most of that gets done evenings and weekends these days. But, um, you know, you're, you're going to talk to someone at my office. Mm-hmm. They are going to do what I call intake. And they're going to get all the information from you. Uh, they're going to send it to me. And as soon as I can, usually within an hour, I'm going to look at all that information. And I'm going to determine which lawyer in my office is best suited for that case. Uh, Sometimes it can be me. Sometimes it'll be one of my associates. And we're going to set up a meeting with that individual and um, have our initial consultation in person. If for some reason the person lives far away or they would prefer just to have a phone call first, that's totally fine too. We'll arrange a, a conference call. And um, we're ready to take on whatever the, the facts of the case are and provide advice. And then, if they'd like to sign up with us, then that would be great. You were
0: just quoting a CTV article. What was it? You were on the on the CTV in the morning, and then you were on their website all day uh, talking about postal codes of all things.
1: Yes. So
0: speaking of being in demand,
1: <laughs> it's a hot topic. Understandably so, the news outlets call it postal code discrimination.
0: It is. I went through it. Yeah, so
1: did I. Um, so let's tell the listeners what it is. Uh, depending on what part of the city you live in, depending on your postal code, that's going to determine your insurance rate. And it's it's a little bit of an unfair system that we have right now. It's a big bit. So you could move a couple of streets over and see a huge spike in your insurance rate. Um, I have a client a a few weeks ago. She called me very concerned about the situation. So I represent her for a car accident claim. Hmm. And with my clients, you know, I treat them like family. If they have issues in any area of law, they're going to call me. And if I can't advise them, I'm going to get them help and figure out who can advise them. So this issue arose and she called me and she said, Jasmine, I have a huge problem. Um, You know, I moved into a retirement home after this car accident claim. Uh, because I can't take care of myself like I used to be able to. And that was a, a big, difficult decision for her. And then on top of that, when she contacted her insurer to advise of the move, they said, oh, well, that means your rate's going to go up. Now, because she's on a fixed income, she's older, she's injured, um, You know, she's already feeling like she's been a little bit robbed of her of livelihood course. moving into a retirement home. Now she's thinking she might have to get rid of her car. Because she can't afford the increase in the rate. So I've suggested she shop around and look into uh, getting you know a different insurance. And
0: it can be substantial. I think ours went up either two or three times. The rub was we moved into a nicer area. And the insurance person said, well, it's because you're in a nicer area. It's going to attract people who want to take things from nicer areas. And that's why your a car insurance. This is
1: insane. Well, as I was saying, the same thing happened to me. So I lived in Liberty Village, and when I was pregnant with my second, I thought, okay, we need a little bit more space. Uh, So we moved to the north end of the city, and I had put all our savings into (laughs) this house, and we're planning for a new child, and anyone who has children knows how expensive a new child is with diapers and formula and clothes and all this stuff. Um, And then I call my insurer, I tell them of the move, And they tell me my rate is going up. And that is something I was shocked about. I thought, but I'm in a better area. (laughs) How can this be happening to me? And where am I supposed to get this extra money right now? I've like put everything into the house. Um, So, you know, at that point in my life, it was a lot of money. And I remember. And so, you know, when this client called me two weeks ago, I felt for her. But unfortunately, there isn't a lot you can do except for shop around for rates.
0: It's got to be one of the nice things about, you know, we've talked about the boutique aspect. And that's another nice area where, you know, with with a limited amount of clients that you deal with, I guess they do sort of, you know, you can't really work with someone for months and months without creating some kind of bond.
1: I actually, because I'm in litigation, I work with my clients for a few years. Most personal injury claims don't settle um, for at least a year, two years, three years, four, up to five years. Uh, It's sometimes due to red tape court backlog, procedure, multi party meaning lots of people involved in the lawsuit. Um, I move them as fast as I can, but sometimes, you know, it's out sure. of my control. This is Ask
0: the Expert on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Jasmine Day & Company, highly respected personal injury law firm. They're based here in Toronto, striving to provide higher quality legal services, superior legal experience, superior client experience. If you'd like to reach her, the website, jdlawyers.ca. jdlawyers.ca is the website. And you can get all kinds of questions there. And as we said, you know, the initial consultation is free, and we we will be back with more Ask the Expert here on News Talk 1010. We are back on this Saturday afternoon, and thank you for joining us. I'm Ian Grant, and today here on Ask the Expert, we are speaking with Jasmine Dea from Jasmine Dea & Company, personal injury lawyers. Jasmine, I can remember, and I'm going back for far too many years, but I can remember the first time I found out that I was doing a show with a lawyer and I was scared out of my tree. And honestly, I don't think I could justify why but I found myself thinking about all everything I was asking. I found myself just really, really uncomfortable. And ever since I've done shows with lawyers and they're sitting in the control, in the studio here. And I'm like, how are you? And they said, they're nervous. And I'm like, it's just a control room. And they're like, well, ours is just a boardroom. Why would it be any different? There is a real kind of, and I don't think it's real from every single last lawyer I've ever dealt with. I don't think the impression is real, but there's certainly an impression out there that lawyers are on a different plateau. You have to speak to them differently. They communicate differently. It's not true, but it certainly is out there somewhere.
1: I think you are absolutely correct. There is a misconception in some cases about lawyers, maybe in some cases it's accurate. I always go back and think about my family. My family immigrated here in the 70s and they, you know, they came from another country and they didn't know the ways of Canada and they had to deal with lawyers and they've told me stories of how they were scared to go to their lawyers and ask questions, not Scared might be the wrong word, maybe intimidated.
0: That's a great word,
1: yes. Intimidated about even opening their mouth to ask a question. I completely understand that. And the lawyers would speak with big words and they would be embarrassed to ask, what do you mean? (laughs) I can assure you that not one of my clients will ever feel that way, has ever felt that way coming to my office because from the minute they are greeted by my very welcoming receptionist, Um, They're going to have a cup of coffee. They're going to watch the TV that's in the reception area. They can have the Wi-Fi password if they want it for their device. And they're going to feel right at home. And then they're going to meet me. And they're going to see that I am not your typical lawyer. (laughs) Um, Nothing like the typical... lawyer. I don't
0: know that there is a (laughs) typical lawyer, and I don't want to feed into that, because, you know, no, you're not. You're absolutely not like the typical lawyer, but of all the lawyers I know, I don't know which one is typical anymore. This is something we've all done to our own psyche, and we've built up this thing. I mean, we talked before about people getting free legal advice from Law and Order, or you just wrote a column on the Kardashians and suits, and people, you know, watch these shows and assume that they're amateur lawyers, and that this is really how it is, and I went back to Allie McBeal, I mean, you guys must have a great life. Every, win every case and then at night you're all going out for cocktails and your dresses and stuff. It's, yeah. it's got to be glamorous now.
1: Yes. I, I'm wondering what i done <laughs> that I don't have this That's glamorous funny. life because uh, while practicing law is fun and we definitely do have some good social events, I don't have a super clean office like what we see on TV. That's I right. keep wondering, yeah. why do these people not have paper anywhere? Where are their yeah. files? Now, Granted, a lot of law firms have gone paperless, but the world is not paperless. So while we have a of lot of stuff on the computer. We're still getting mail and big boxes of files. So I don't understand in TV where, where the paper is. I also notice on those TVs that, yeah, they all look amazing. Mm-hmm. They all have a stylist and makeup artist Much every day. Much like radio day. people, I might
0: add. And that uh, right,
1: <laughs> I'm a little, I, you know, I wish I had a makeup artist and stylist every day. I do try my best to put <laughs> together, put myself together. Um, but don't you, you know, think there's good. more,
0: it makes it easier? Maybe uh, this is telling more about me than. But it makes it easier if it's not prim and pristine and perfect because neither are the people visiting you, you know? I mean, they're leaving their own little world of chaos.
1: Sure. And it's it's not. I mean, we two are people and we too have kids and we two are rushing to drop those kids off. Of or if you don't have kids, you're rushing off the subway and trying to make it to the proceeding on time and you know, we might have forgotten one of the documents and rushed back to the office to pick it up. So yeah, we're real people. Let and me, so on TV it's not always the case. Let
0: me ask you a question because you, you brought up the kids. Did you find that there was a different lawyer before the kids and after? And the reason I'm asking is because me as a producer, all of a sudden, I completely changed the way I approach things. And I was talking with another lawyer a few weeks ago who just had a baby, and she was the same. I don't recognize the person I am now. It's not better or worse. It's very different, though.
1: Having kids really changed the way I practice law and the way I approach the law. Hmm. So, in terms of the practice, I can't take a two-hour lunch. I'm generally eating lunch at my desk while I'm working, <laughs> unless I've got a lunch meeting. But generally, I try not to schedule lunch meetings because I, I can't lose that time. So, I schedule dinner meetings, and those dinner meetings are after dinner with my family because, to me, that's nice. really important. Um, but, yeah, so I, I make better use of my time because I don't have time to waste. Uh, the second aspect that's changed is that I am more, there's more emotion in the way I practice. And that's a good thing. I I care so much more about my work, the way I approach the file, the clients, the types of files I accept. I, I feel that there's clients that I take now, they have small cases, but I care so much to help them. I don't care that it's, it's not too small for me. I want to take it. Why would a case be too small? What would make a case, for for
0: another company say, what would make a case too small?
1: Okay, so I have a recent file I settled involved a minor, um, meaning a young child and she was at her preschool and from recess the preschool the preschoolers all walking in their little line to get back to their classroom and unfortunately there was construction Um, on the adjacent building and this piece of cement came and smashed on her head. And it caused, thankfully it wasn't worse. She had a minor concussion, but it caused a gash in her head that required stitches. And apparently the parents had contacted other personal injury firms and they wouldn't take it because it was too small. Being too small meant that this was a claim just for pain and suffering. And there was no income loss. There was no future cost oh, of care. Uh, but I said, no, no, no. You come right over. We're going to take care of her and make sure she gets the compensation that she deserves. She had to get stitches in her head, too. So
0: I would have lost my mind if I was the parent.
1: Yeah. I the- just... When the when the mom was telling me, I, was, I had that knot yeah. in my throat, you know, because I was but just picturing one of those kids my own things. child.
0: I'm not sure, and maybe I'm being arrogant, but I'm not sure that someone who doesn't have kids, and I don't want to get into the debate on it, could approach that from the same level that you can.
1: I can't say because I do have kids, right? But I know that before I had kids, I don't know if that knot would have formed as fast and as sure. hard as it did with me holding back tears.
0: But it's an entirely different perspective that you can go into that case with as well. Absolutely. This is Ask the Expert. Going to take a break, and we will come back with more. JDLawyers.ca is the website. JDLawyers.ca. Don't hesitate to contact Jasmine Daya and company. They do offer a free initial consultation to new clients, and there's also no legal fees until they settle, and that's really important. We can probably touch on it when we come back, but I imagine that there's a lot of people don't go near where they should be going because they're worried about the cost involved. So I'll ask about that and a whole lot more as Ask the Expert continues here on News Talk 1010. Tis ye old Ask the Expert show here on News Talk 1010. I'm Ian Grant. Thank you for joining us in studio today. Jasmine Daya is here from Jasmine Daya & Co., JDLawyers.ca is uh, the website where you can find out all about the company. You can also watch a bunch of really interesting YouTube videos, which we were just talking about. And, of course, get all the contact information there. JDLawyers.ca. Just before the break, I mentioned that I'm sure there's people out there who legitimately have a case but are really, really worried about how much it's going to cost them. And they understand that, you know, the consultation is free. But you know what, we've also been hammered with this. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. And so I'm guessing that they're figuring there's got to be a catch out there somewhere. So I'm, I'm just going to leave things the way they are.
1: There's no catch at my firm. Uh, we work strictly on contingency fee basis. That means there's no upfront legal fees. We go through the retainer agreement. And if there's any questions, the client is free to take it home, think about it, you know, ask their family members to review it, uh, you know, there's no pressure. We're, we're not that type of firm. I want them to feel comfortable with the firm they're hiring and I want to earn their respect.
0: And in, in every way, they are in control of where this case goes anyway. I mean, if, if they decide... If, if, you know, you will discuss the offers that are made and if they decide that's good, bad, or indifferent, then, you know, you've said it in one show previously, I think it's a good way to put it. They're the boss. You know, you're working for them, right?
1: Absolutely. And I think that some lawyers forget that the clients are the boss. I give recommendations, but ultimately this is their case and their decision. It's their life. And, you know, while most of my clients, usually follow my recommendations because there's a reason I'm giving yeah, it to them. Um, it, it really is up to them.
0: You know what? My daughter would if you asked her what she wanted to be. She uh, I think there's probably a list that they all, you know, come pre with a vet or, you know, a, 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 I don't know what they are. You wanted to be a lawyer since you were what, 10, 12 years old? 12 years How old. How did that
1: happen? I watched a few movies. It was the firm. <laughs> There was My Cousin Vinny. I watched My Cousin Vinny so many times. I think I memorized that movie. Um, And there was a book that I read and it was called To Kill a Mockingbird at Mm. school. And I had decided that I wanted to advocate and solve injustice and help the little guy. And
0: you ended up Buying, I mean, there used to be a commercial for shaver where he said, I liked it so much I bought the company. You are now the owner of the company that you articled in. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I'm at the same That's location. Amazing. I've been there since 2005. So I was articling there and uh, I was then hired back as an associate and then became partner. And then my superior retired and it was time. I had to take over.
0: 14 years ago. Was that in the cards? I mean, was... So, take it today. I mean, you're sitting here, you're doing a radio show, you're owning your own company, you have people working for you. And I think, you know what, you, it, it should go without with saying, I guess, that you're doing nice things. I'm not going to say you're the anti-lawyer because I don't believe you are, but I think you are the anti-lawyer of the way people think about lawyers, which is unfortunate.
1: Well, I'm so happy to say that I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do. And in terms of owning my own firm it's not something I really thought about. There's a lot of lawyers that aspire to do that. And for mm. me, I just wanted to practice law. And that's what I was doing. And I was I was paid well. I was treated well. I was trained well. That's all that mattered to me. And in terms of you know being on the radio and all this stuff, yes, it's fantastic. But I just wake up every day excited and hit the ground running and I do everything I do in my day. And I'm right. not really thinking about Wow, I've got people working for me, and wow, I've got clients. I'm just doing <laughs> probably, it all and probably loving probably it. Just as well, <laughs> but let me
0: come on. In the last couple of weeks, CTV News, you've written a couple of articles that I was, you know, reading, bouncing about online reading. As we've said before, you're an author. You've got a TV series on cooking. I know Barb asked you the question. And I'm going to do the same thing. Where the hell do you find the time?
1: Yeah, I've been getting that a lot.
0: Well, the the, the hours don't add up. You're somewhere around 36 hours a day.
1: (laughs) As I said, I love what I'm doing, and it's not work to me when you love it. I'm very scheduled. If you looked at my calendar, you might become a little dizzy or nauseous. (laughs) It's color-coded. It's minute-to-minute, you know, and everyone in my office knows where I am at all times, even if they don't need to know. If I'm going to get a haircut, they know. If I'm going to my kid's school, they know. My husband actually gets very annoyed calling my office because he can never, never reach me. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> he that's doesn't even know where funny. I am. Really, yeah. he, he tries. He says, "I he actually said this to me two nights ago. I need to communicate better because he thought I was one place and I wasn't. Right. I was with lawyers. It wasn't. I was not doing anything scandalous. Yeah, but well, um, this would be the place yeah, to talk about that. Yeah, really. right. Uh, he doesn't know where I am. He doesn't know what I'm doing. He knows I'm very busy. And we." Um, get to see each other at night and most days i'm very happy to see him
0: one of your passions and i want you to talk about a bit more is personal injury law but involving children and you explained during the last segment you know why there's a lot of other companies may turn their nose up on that but for you you've, you've done an awful lot of cases that were really really important
1: i have and i'd love to chat about some of them if we could please do should we chat about ones involving minors? don't make killers? me cry.
0: I don't care what you chat about, but just <sighs> you know, be careful this this whole Ian father thing after twelve years I'm still adjusting to so
1: okay, well, I'm going to talk to you about one of my files that's going to make you cry. Oh good, sorry, it's open. This case is open, so I can't talk too extensively about it. But one of my clients is a special needs child, and actually he's not a child anymore, but um. He was assaulted, he was kicked in the shin so hard by his uh, ECE, Early Childhood Educator. I thought you were going to
0: say one of the other kids. No,
1: no. that he um, sustained a fracture and he is autistic and nonverbal. And it was the surgeon that he saw at the hospital that told the parents, this didn't happen because he fell, someone kicked him. Right and that's when they came to see me. Good grief. And um you know those are the types of claims where again you know I'm I'm holding back tears because I've got kids. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, um, you can't
0: do the story without no, You know, I just keep the thinking about through.
1: how can this happen? How how is there yeah. this kind of injustice in the world that our children are being treated this way or could be treated this way? And I treat my clients, my children, clients, the minors, I treat them like they're my own kids. Hmm. I call them my kids. And um, see, there's I- a
0: lot of people throw around the term ambulance chaser, you know, because because the lawyers are, are fighting pretty hard, very hard for people's rights. That's a great example of why that term is just so ridiculously wrong.
1: It is. But it's out there. I mean, my own father told me when I was 12 years old, and I told him that I wanted to be a lawyer, he said, first of all, lawyers are a dime a dozen. Why do you want to do that? (laughs) And then he said, you are just ambulance chasers. I can't have you being an ambulance chaser. What did he want you to do? He wanted me to be a doctor. Oh, there you go. See? Yes. The guy who
0: ends up opening the ambulance door.
1: Yeah, right? (laughs) I should tell him that. (laughs) Uh, How are they
0: with uh, the whole Jasmine Day today? I imagine that's Pretty much changed
1: a lot. Well, I they're proud now Good. because I am practicing law the way I practice law, not the right. way they saw Assumed people. It would be practice or the way they assumed it would be.
0: And their experience, and I know I'm going over, but I think it's worth worth talking about, their experience has to be really powerful for you because their experience coming over here in the 70s from a country where they were completely at home to one they knew nothing about and obviously, you know, you're a new immigrant here, there are a lot of legal issues that you need to take care of. And if one of those involves going to see a lawyer, then I mean, I talked about my own hesitation. Before, I imagine for someone, especially for someone who's from other countries where, you know, the, maybe the whole judicial system isn't quite as open and honest as it is here, that's going to scare the hell out of them.
1: It did, but it has really helped me practice law the way I want to and the way I think it should be practiced. So with my clients, when we have an upcoming proceeding, I think to myself, what do I need to tell them so they're going to feel comfortable? They already have to deal with this proceeding thats they're going to have anxiety about and they have to prepare for, but I want to make sure they know where to park where yeah, the subway location great. is, yes. when they get to the elevator. There's one elevator that has new elevator technology. There's no up or down button. And oh, I tell people, there's a screen, you have to press the screen, you tell have you to what, press the number. I gotta take a break and then okay. I'm gonna tell you
0: the world's most embarrassing story about me and one of those damn elevators. And it's got nothing to do with this show, but that's kind of the way it all goes. This is Ask the Expert here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010 and I'm about to prove to you why I am no way the expert. Jasmine Daya is here. And if you want to find out about her, about her company, go to website, jdlawyers.ca. And you can find out all about what she does. All the contact information is there. As I said, there's YouTube videos that you can walk through. Insurance disputes, product liability claims, elder abuse, children abuse children. We're going through it all. But, you know, the website is the place to go. jdlawyers.ca. And we will be back with more Ask the Expert here on News Talk 1010. And we are back. This is Ask the Expert here on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, don't hesitate to contact Jasmine Daya and company the online, jdlawyers.ca. Uh, they offer free initial consultation to new clients. Also, no legal fees until they settle. So, jdlawyers.ca. We were talking about some of the cases you've worked on that, that really kind of have stuck with you. Before we get back to that, though, I, I got to ask, Dealing with this stuff day in, day out, and I should, up oh, I know what, I was going to tell you a story first. Let me get this one out of the way first or I'll forget that too. So I'm standing in an elevator downtown and you were talking about how with your clients you help them out in every possible way to make them feel comfortable. So you'll explain where to park, you'll explain, luckily your office is really, really easy to get to uh, because you're right at Young and St. Claire, which is where we used to be, so I know that. But you also explain to them how to operate the elevators in your building because they have these newfangled elevators. Well, my experience with that elevator, and I know exactly what you're talking about, because being an idiot, I went into the lobby, pressed the button, the door Open, I'm standing in the elevator and there's no buttons for floors anymore. There's nothing. I'm in an empty box. I guess I'm a child of technology and, and Google Home. So I assumed, tell the elevator. So I stand there and I say, Seventh floor, please. <laughs> Nothing's happening. I'm at Seventh floor, please. And pers- people walk in and they're looking at me like I've lost my mind. And they say, You got to go out and press the button. I said, I did. The door's open, but I can't figure out how to get to the seventh floor. And they're like, Go, you know what? I get it. I get how more so today obviously. I get how a little detail like that can really really be confusing for someone, especially as we've said before when they're in a, when they're in an environment and about to walk into an environment that they're not necessarily comfortable with.
1: Absolutely. And it doesn't just stop with the elevators. I'm telling them, you know, when they get to the court reporter's office, what what they're going to encounter. They're going to go to the receptionist. They're going to give them their name they're going to go to this room they're going to wait for me i i tell them you know how to dress so they don't feel out of place because that that's too, huge you know that too can play an important role in how people feel if they're wearing jeans and everyone's wearing suits and they should have you know maybe worn a dress shirt right um it's just not they're not going to do their best that day if they're not comfortable with their appearance
0: and the, we we keep coming back to that, but it's the benefit of having, as you've said, a boutique law firm in that you know you really can get to know your clients at a completely different level. I'm assuming than some of the bigger, larger companies where I guess it's kind of like the banks where you know you become a number in their system and you just go through that system. As opposed to you know if there's if there's limited cust- if there's limited clients if there's, everyone's getting to know people, you know three or four times in I'm going to know your Receptionist, I'm going to know where your coffee machine is hidden.
1: Oh, you'll know it the first time. <laughs> we make sure everyone's uh, well versed with our staff and where they where they need to be, where they need to go, where the coffee is. Um, they're taken care of at my office.
0: Let me ask you this one, because I cannot imagine with with just uh, just the stories that you've told me before and and here on air that you've dealt with. You know, we both have kids. I've mentioned before that I am just neurotic as hell to the point where. My wife won't let me take the kids to the dentist because if one of them yelled, I'd be in there going, okay, what's going on and all that stuff. When you're dealing with this stuff day in and day out, do you find it affects the way you think or approach things differently? Does it
1: change the way you approach them? It's changed my entire life. Not for good. Uh, I sit at red lights and stare in the rearview mirror wondering if I'm going to be rear-ended because I've had hundreds of car accident claims involving rear-end accidents where, you know, someone has has sustained injury, usually there's whiplash, Mm -hmm. and I have all these thoughts that go through my head as I sit at that red light. Uh, But there's other things too. I can't go on roller coasters because I'm scared of injury. I can't watch (laughs) my kids go on roller coasters or go to those trampoline parks or bumper cars. Things like that, I just can't watch because I've seen and represented yeah, clients that have been injured.
0: Is your husband the voice of sanity, though? Does he at least? I make, thought I was you know... the
1: voice of sanity because I'm watching out for them. But... <laughs> <laughs> and that's my
0: excuse too, but I'm smart enough to watch how the real world works, and and you know I'm very thankful that I think my wife is a hell of a lot saner than I am. Yeah, he definitely when it comes takes to the them kids. to
1: those things, and I don't have to watch. But his driving is horrific. He's a Montreal driver. Oh well. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know anything
0: about that. Yeah, let's not not even go there. (laughs) there. Much (laughs) as I do know a good lawyer, we certainly don't need to go there. It's amazing how people behave when they know they're on camera, and I guess I have this endless faith that people aren't as stupid as they seem to be. But I mean, one of the other areas that you specialize in are security incidents. And one of the unfortunate areas in those security incidents are the people that are supposed to be in charge of security doing more damage than the people that they're supposed to be looking out for.
1: So I handle a lot of cases involving injuries caused by security personnel. And we often talk about this in the context of nightclubs, but it's not just nightclubs. I have cases involving concerts. I have a recent case involving an individual that attended at a political rally. We can talk about that so in a minute. Um, a recent case involving mall security. Uh, that one, so, I believe. Yeah, so, and, and the issue is excessive force. You know, individuals, security personnel, are permitted to use necessary force for the situation, uh, to diffuse the situation, to protect themselves and others from harm, but they can't use excessive force.
0: How do you know if you've been, if you've had excessive force used on you? Because there's so many people out there that are going to complain. You you must have come across this at the other side of that spectrum where people just seem to bitch about everything and anything. How do you know if you have a legitimate case, if you've been legitimately, uh, if you're legitimately, you know, uh, have a case?
1: I had a Other than calling your office and going to Uh, the Sure. He's got broken bones. Yeah. Uh, you know, that to me is pretty obvious. Um, if, uh, you know, you're you're punched and, and beaten up and you've got black eyes and bruises and you didn't do anything, um, you know, and there's always two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that. Generally, security personnel are not, you know, just pummeling people um, without cause. Sure. Generally. Well, so there is fair. two sides to every story. And I need to hear what both sides are. Um, But if there's excessive force, so uh, the political rally, there was recently a a climate change political rally that my clients attended and there was a protester there and the security were quite rough with this protester. And unfortunately, when they were pushing her out, they pushed her onto my client who was just standing there innocently and he fell over and has fractured ribs and he is in pain. And he is not doing so well. Um, And this could have all been avoided. That's right, yeah. You know, situations like that. It's not always a brawl at a nightclub, although I have those too, Um, but it's not always the situation. So, I guess,
0: really, as we wrap up, unfortunately, because I could do this forever. But as we wrap up the hour, I guess the advice to someone would be don't be your own personal injury lawyer. Call your office. The consultation is free. Go through the details, and you guys are in a perfect position to say let's proceed with this, or maybe you need to speak to someone else. Fair?
1: Absolutely. And check us out online. Learn who we are, get to know us, feel comfortable, and then give us a call.
0: Do that. Her website, jdlawyers.ca, jdlawyers.ca, all the contact information is there, as well as the phone number and everything else. Jasmine Day, what a great
1: hour. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks so much for having me.
0: I'm Ian Grant. This has been Ask the Expert on News Talk 1010.